0: Uh, I want to apologize because uh, when I gave uh, the handouts to uh, Mrs. Griffith that uh, I gave her the ones without the blanks, so you have it all filled out for you, so. But, uh, so you have it, so if you fall asleep, then you still got it, so that's okay. But uh, if you'd stand with me, and uh, as we read God's Word, it's Hebrews chapter 4, and just one verse, verse number 16. And Hebrews four sixteen. And it says, let us therefore co- come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let's pray. Dear follow Father, Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for uh, the promises in it, Lord. I just pray that you'd uh, speak through me, Lord, and I pray that um, everyone here, Lord, would, would get something tonight and learn it and apply it to their lives. And we'll thank you for it, Lord, and just pray that you'd bless, and I pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may be seated. As you can see, the title is Prayer Really Works, and it does. Prayer really works. Many times we may think, well, that's kind of understood. We all know prayer really works, but but many times maybe we don't think of it like that. Maybe sometimes we don't see that prayer really works like it does. And uh, lately I've been uh, reading a missionary biography, and uh, it's about a missionary that Maybe not a lot of people have heard about. His name was Charles Kalman. He was a missionary in the 1900s. And he went to the people of Japan. And uh, uh, he went there and he saw the Lord do so much in his life there. He, he saw the Lord bless and, and use him and just uh, uh, see him do so much. Because he, he prayed and he uh, went to the Lord in faith. And uh, there was one incident that I read about where he was doing... He was building an education facility to train up national workers. And as he was doing this, uh, there was a bill that came up for $2,000. And they only had $72 in the bank. So what they did was they started to pray. They only had a few days until it was due. So they just prayed. And they were expecting mail in just a couple of days. So they were hoping and praying, Lord, please give us the money in the mail. And as they prayed, and the mail came, they got $5 in the mail. And so they still needed $2,000. And back then, that was a whole lot more than it is now. And they were really praying and praying, and they had one day left. And they just began to pray and pray. And and that day, they got a lot of the church together, and and, uh, they read God's Word, they prayed, and they claimed promises from His Word, and they prayed and prayed for eight hours that day. And as they prayed and prayed... Uh, a little messenger boy came in and uh, said, you've gotten $2,000 put in your bank uh, by someone, I don't know. And uh, it, was a, it was a message from that anonymous person. And, and they go check the bank, and they really did have $2,000 in the bank. And it just shows that prayer really works. And it's just amazing. And we can see in our own lives that prayer really does work, that God has used prayer to, to do some great things in our lives. But, do you really believe that prayer works? Do, do you practice prayer like it really does work? Do, do you put your faith in prayer like God has showed us and commanded us to do? Have you let prayer really work in your life like it can? In Hebrews eleven six it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And Matthew 21, says, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Now, prayer really does work. But have you been practicing prayer like it really does work? H- have you been using prayer and believing in God to answer those prayers in your life? Many times we don't. I, I can say it true, it's true in my life where I pray just... Because I feel like I should and I don't have any faith in it or believe that it'll work. And it, we're all guilty of it. But we need to pray like it really does work and I put our faith and trust in God like it does. And if you turn your Bibles with me to James chapter 5. Just one book over. James chapter 5. And it's uh, here, the writer James, he, he shows us that prayer really does work. And he shows us that even though there are some great men in the Old Testament that really they were just like us. They were men just like we are. And in verse 16, uh, it says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Now here we can see that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That prayer really does work if you put your faith in it, if you trust in God to answer those prayers. And then James shows us an example of Elijah. How Elijah, he simply prayed and asked God to stop the rain for three and a half years. And God did it. And then he asked again, to let it rain again, and it did. And those were some great miracles that he just simply prayed for, believing in God to answer those prayers, and he did. And Elijah was nothing more than we are. It says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. Sometimes we look at the Old Testament characters and think that they were some great men of God that we could never be, that we could never live up to, that there was something supernatural to us. But really, they were nothing more than a man, just like we are. But God answered his prayers. God stopped the rain for three and a half years. And then God let the rain come back, just simply through the prayer of Elijah. And we can have the same power in our prayers if we put our faith and trust in God like we should. And tonight, I want to share with you just three proofs that prayer really works. Three proofs that that prove and show us that prayer really works. And it'll help us put our faith and trust in God more to see that prayer really does work. And the first proof I see is that prayer is commanded. Prayer is commanded in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, just three simple words, pray without ceasing. And we can see in, in other passages where uh, Christ commanded uh, men to, men ought always to pray and in other passages where we're commanded to pray If you you looked at this simple sentence, pray without ceasing, you can see that it's a command. It's commanding us to pray without ceasing. It's commanding us that we need to pray. And if you just looked in the context, in 1 Thessalonians, uh, the Apostle Paul is writing to Christians. And that's what we are here, our Christians. And Paul is writing this to us as well, that we are to pray. And we can see that this is a command for all Christians. And also in our text in uh, Hebrews 4.16, it says, Let us, therefore, come boldly. And that let us, Paul is writing to Christians. And it's for us. This command to pray is for Christians, for us to pray. And a natural and necessary part of a relationship is communication. If you look at any relationship in anybody's life, if you looked at marriage, if you looked at uh, a husband and a, or a father and a son, if you looked at a pastor in his church, if you looked at whatever it might be, communication is key in any relationship and it's no different with God. The Christian life is a relationship with God. Many times people throw all these other things on top of Christianity which things maybe that are good that we need to do but really as when it comes all down to it our Christian life is a walk with God. And many times we think that I need to do this, I need to do that. But really what we need to do is just get down and have a relationship with God. And grow in grace with God and through God working in our lives through prayer. And it's so key that we understand that, that prayer is our Relationship with God. That's how we communicate to God. That's what he's given to us to communicate to him. And prayer is commanded for us, for all Christians. And it's also commanded for every chance that we get. As it says, without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. And uh, also in Matthew 26, 41, it says, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. It says, watch and pray. And it also says, pray without ceasing. And we're to watch and pray. No matter what little thing it may be, it might be some little insignificant thing that we don't think the decision is important at all. But don't think anything too insignificant to bring to God in prayer. Don't think, well, this is just, I can make this decision. It's not anything big. But really, we need to watch and pray. And pray without ceasing. And bring whatever request to God that we can because God will give us wisdom He'll bless us in our decisions if we just pray. And we ask for His guidance, His leading. And also because temptation is so big in our lives. We need to watch and pray. We need to look and pray that God will protect us from temptation. Because it's so prevalent in our society, especially today. Because it's everywhere. We live in a sinful world. And we need to pray for God's protection and watch and pray. And and as things come... Just pray and ask God to protect you and to protect your mind and, and your life from sin. And prayer is commanded for us. It's commanded for us all to pray at all times. And then the second proof I see is that prayer is taught. Prayer was taught by Christ. And if you turn in your Bibles uh, to Luke chapter 11, we can see that prayer was taught by Christ. And I'm going to read several verses. And it's, it's, this is where... Um, the apostles were asking Jesus uh, to teach them to pray because uh, John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray and, and they saw Jesus, how, what a prayer life he had with his father. And they wanted that too. They wanted to see God work and see God answer their prayers. So they asked Jesus Christ to teach them to pray. And, and starting in verse 1, in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place... When he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity He will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Now here, this is Jesus Christ teaching his disciples to pray, and how to pray, and he taught it, and that proves to us that prayer really works, because Christ wouldn't teach something that didn't work. Christ wouldn't teach something that was pointless and useless. Prayer really works, and and the first... The first area that, prayer, uh, that Christ taught prayer was that we're to pray with structure. And you have several little acrostics and things here. And I'll just go through them real quick because you have them already. Uh, the first acrostic, just to kind of put structure to your prayer, to kind of guide your prayers along. So you kind of pray um, with some order to it. And it helps you to, to get more into your prayer time. And uh, there's two acrostics here uh, just in basic prayer. And that's the first one is pray. We're to praise God for who he is and what he's done in our lives. We're to repent of our sins and get right with God. We're to ask for whatever we may need and yield to God's will in our lives. And that's the acrostic, pray. And the other acrostic, which uh, probably many of you know and uh, and I actually use, it's acts, adoration, to, to humbly come before God and recognize how great he is and what he's done and how he is such an awesome God. And confession is bringing our sins before God and asking Him to forgive us and to get right with God. Thanksgiving, just thanking God for such great blessings He's given to us and what great things He's done for us. And then supplication, just bringing our requests to God and asking Him to provide our needs. And uh, as we do these things, it's pray and acts. These two, they, they can help us maybe applying one to our prior lives, to, uh, to get more structure and get more into our prayer lives, because Jesus Christ, as he showed his disciples, he said, well, when you pray, say, and he doesn't want us to repeat the same prayer, but he is giving them a basic outline of how to pray, and, and from his word, he's shown us some things like this, how we ought to pray, and then also, uh, there's seven words there that you have, and uh, if you notice, each one starts with uh, the first letter is a day of the week. There's S-M-T-W-T-F-S. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And this is something that a missionary showed me. And you can not only use it to pray for missionaries, but you can use it to pray for, uh, for pastor or for other Christians or whoever it might be. It can be used pretty much to pray for anyone. And on Sunday, pray for their spiritual life, that they'll spend time with God and pray and read His Word and, and grow closer to God that day. On Monday, pray for money because that's a need that we all have. Money is something that we all need and uh, just to pray for the financial needs of others. And T is temptation because we all face temptation. And on Tuesday, pray for temptation. On Wednesday, pray for a witness. Pray that whoever you're praying for, would be a witness to those that they come in contact to that day. On Thursday, pray for teamwork because we all work with, <laughs> we all work with people. And uh, many times, the more you work with someone, the more you know what bugs them and the more you want to do that thing that bugs them. <laughs> and uh, many times it, it, it can be easy to work with others, but many times it's easy to not work with others. And praying for teamwork is so important so that they can work together and see God bless and see God work uh, through teamwork. And then on Friday, pray for the family because missionaries and pastors, they have, it's more than just the man. They have a wife and they have kids that also are part of that ministry and praying for them as well because they need it just as much as the pastor or the missionaries or whoever you're praying for. And then on Saturday, pray for safety. Because, I mean, just driving around here can be pretty dangerous sometimes. And it's so vital that we pray for safety because, especially for missionaries and things, because they travel all the time. They're always driving. They're always doing things. And praying for safety that God will protect them so they can do more uh, and uh, live a longer life to to see God do more through them. And prayers, uh, Christ taught prayer with structure. And they also taught that we are to pray with faithfulness. And uh, there's one key word uh, in verse 8 that really, <coughs> that really uh, shows us that we're to pray faithful, pray with faithfulness. And uh, in verse 8, it's saying to you, Though he will not rise and give him because of his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. That word importunity, it's not really a word that we use every day. At least, I don't use it. If you use it, congratulations, that's awesome. But... I don't use that word, and I really, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it meant. It, it sounded cool. It looked interesting. So I began to look at it and look it up and study it a little bit. And really, I mean, you could give a big definition for what it means, but really I broke it down just to two simple words. Importunity is shameless consistency. Shameless consistency to, to, pray, to just be faithful and consistent in your prayers without shame. And what I mean like that. I guess the, the best example, especially around this time of year, is is kids asking for Christmas presents. And when a kid asks for a Christmas present, he just doesn't ask once. He doesn't ask twice or three or four or five. They continue to ask until they get it. It doesn't matter if it's the most ridiculous gift in the world. They'll continue to ask until they get that gift. They don't care what you think. They're going to keep asking and asking and asking for it. And just like in the story, the man, his his. His friend and his family were asleep, and he kept pounding on his door and asking him, I need bread, I need bread, I need bread. And just like kids, I need this present, I need this present, I need this present. That's how we're to pray. Not, not like, give me, give me, give me, but praying that just consistently and asking God, Lord, I know I need your help. I'm not going to let my pride get in the way. Lord, please answer this prayer. Please, Lord, work, and, and please provide this need in my life. And he will answer it, and it just says, at the end it says, "He will, uh, because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. He will provide if we just pray faithfully. And then also prayer was taught uh, that we are to pray with belief. And just like earlier, um, I mentioned Hebrews 11:6 and Matthew 21:22, how if we pray, believing, we shall receive and how down in the last several verses of this chapter it talks about if we know how to give good gifts then how much more does our father know how to give, give our heavenly father know how to give good gifts to us and it's so vital that we just believe that God will provide that we don't doubt God's power or his blessing in our lives that we don't doubt that God could do so much in our lives if we just simply put our faith and belief in him And know that he will work if we just put our faith in him and trust that he will answer and will do something great. Now we've seen that prayer is commanded and prayer is taught. But thirdly and finally tonight, we see that Christ's prayer request was given. And Christ gave a prayer request. Now, if prayer didn't work, Christ would never tell us to pray for anything because it'd be a waste of time, it'd be pointless. But prayer really does work. And he commanded us to pray for some things. And uh, this is the one thing that he commanded us to pray for. And if you turn your Bibles with me to Matthew, chapter number 9. And uh, if you were here on uh, Sunday night, then, uh, then you saw this passage already. In Matthew, chapter number 9, and it shows us what Christ asked us to pray for. And how we can see that prayer really works because he commanded us to pray for this thing. And in Matthew, chapter number 9 the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now we see here that Jesus Christ, he, he asked us to pray for something. He asked us to pray for the harvest. He asked us to pray for those that needed him, that need to be saved. He asked us to pray for that white harvest that needs to be reached. He asked us to pray for the unsaved. And the first reason why he asked us to pray was because he loves them. It says he went throughout all the villages and and the cities but when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Jesus Christ came to this earth and died for them. That's why he had a compassion for them because he loved them so much he was willing to die for them and to pay their sin debt. And we're to have that same love for people. And I think one of the reasons why Christ commanded us to pray for the unsaved was because the more you pray for someone, the more you'll love them. The more that they'll be on your mind, the more that you'll, you'll think of them and, and think on them and pray for them and have a passion to see them saved, a passion to, to see God work in their lives. The more you pray for anyone, the closer you are drawn to them. And that's why God commanded us to pray for the unsaved, because it'll give us a passion to see them saved. And we're also to pray for a burden for people to get saved, for God to work in people's lives, for God to save people. And pray for a burden and pray for people, and that'll give us a love for those people and a passion to see God work in their lives. That's why God commanded us to pray for them, because he knew that it would, it would change our lives, it would change our hearts, It would make us want to see them saved, and and just God would do great things through us if we just prayed for the unsaved like we should. And also, we're not only to uh, pray because God loves them, and it'll help us to love them as well, but also because the need is so great. Because it says in verse 37, Then he said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. There's such a great white harvest out in the world. There are people around the world just waiting to hear the gospel. But there's no one to go. We have missionaries being sent out around the world that we must support, that we do support. And, and just, we won't understand all the people that are reached through just the, the simple giving we give to missionaries, the support we give to them. But we're also to be faithful here at this place. And to go out and let everyone we possibly can know about the Savior. Let let everyone know that God died for them. That Jesus Christ died on the cross for them. And God commanded us to go into all the world and to preach the gospel to every creature. He commanded us all to go out and, and, and to proclaim his message that he died for them. And the need is so great. And we must not only pray for people but act upon those prayers. We, we can't just simply pray for people and say, God, please save everybody and amen. Because it's, it doesn't work that way. God has chosen to work through us. I, I don't understand why he did that. And I don't think anyone can. But he's chosen to work through us to get his gospel out to the world. And we must act upon those prayers. Not only pray for God to save people, but to proclaim that message throughout this, this whole city, this county, this state, this country, and the world. We need to proclaim the gospel to every everybody. And we must be a faithful witness here in this town and, and abroad through missionaries. But not only that, in Isaiah 6-8 it says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And we're not only to be willing to to go in this place and have the Lord send us here and work here, but also be willing to do whatever it is God would have us to do. God could send someone in here to a foreign field. He could send someone here to start a church somewhere in the United States or maybe in the next town over, or wherever it might be. God might be working in a heart. And I just encourage everyone here, even if you're young, old, whatever it might be, just be open to whatever the Lord would have you to do and at college I see older guys like in their 30s and 40s who come because of God because God put on their heart to go and start a church somewhere to go and do something. I see young guys like my age who want to go and and go start a church somewhere, go do something great for the Lord. I just encourage you to not put that aside because as you serve in God's will, there's so much greater blessings and such a greater life. ...than you could ever have if you tried to do your own thing, your own will. I just encourage everyone here to do God's will. God has a will for each and every one of us. And I just encourage you all to do exactly what that is. To seek God. To spend time in prayer and reading God's word every day. And as you do that... ...He will show you His will. And that, that is His will for us. Is to just have a relationship with Him. And He'll show us more as we are faithful in that. And we need to pray... And prayer really works because God commanded it, he taught it, and he gave us prayer requests to pray for. And I just encourage you to to keep these things. These things really work. That that it doesn't matter what, uh, what needs we have. If we just bring it to the Lord in prayer, he will answer because prayer really does work. And I encourage everyone to practice prayer in a greater way than you have ever before, to spend more time in prayer, to put more faith in prayer, and more faith in God to answer those prayers. And I know if you do, that this church will be different, your personal life will be different, everything will be different. Just spend more time in prayer like you should. I just encourage you just to pray and realize that prayer really works. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for prayer, Lord, and how that prayer really does work, and that we just simply need to put our faith in you, Lord, to answer the prayers. And you've promised to hear us and to give us all of our needs, to provide our needs. And Lord, you've promised these things. And I just pray, Lord, that you'd help us to have a greater faith and belief in prayer, Lord, than ever before. Help us to see, Lord, that it doesn't matter what it might be, that you will work and you will answer prayers, Lord. And I pray that uh, that all of us here, Lord, would be willing to do and go and be whatever it is you'd have us to be and do and, and go to, Lord. I just pray that uh, that we'd pray for the unsaved like we should and be willing to go and reach the unsaved, Lord, whoever or wherever it might be. And just, Lord, I pray that you'd work in hearts and that your will would be done. And I just pray that you'd help us to practice prayer in a way that we know we should. And Lord, I just pray that you bless and just work in a great way in this church through prayer, Lord. And I just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.